Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 25 of Season 5 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee-ki-yay our way through the 1990 Bruce Willis action film Die Hard 2, Die Harder, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me to finish off this week is Jeanette Ward of The Mundane Adventures of a Fangirl. Welcome back, Jeanette. Hello. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for thanks for allowing me to have the best five minutes of this movie. <laughs> Every five minutes of this movie is the best. So you know that's it doesn't true, make it. Yeah. They're they're all fun. <laughs> they're all. Fun. Don't worry about that. So minute twenty five begins with Esperanza pleading with his guard, and ends with Baker dozing in the doorway. So basically, yesterday we ended things with you know we were, we were on FM one foreign military one which we, we don't really know that number yet, but, you know, I'm just going to still mention it. And Esperanza is there, and, you know, he com- starts complaining that, that uh, his his chains hurt. Mm-hmm. And he looks up at his uh, guard there, who's, uh, you know, we, we see it's a, a young uh, soldier who we see he's married because he has a, uh, a wedding ring. We see he's got a nice watch also, but he's just sitting there looking at him. You know, no gun, nothing. At least we don't see any gun. And then, uh, you know, Esperanza continues talking to him in Spanish and goes, could you take these off, kid? Where do you think I could go? Which is a good point. But, you know, as as we know from Con Air, you know, he, he don't let the cons out. <laughs> and this this kid clearly has seen enough movies to know that, he, yeah, he's not going to fall for that. That's right. Sorry, General. But not uh, enough movies where he shouldn't get up and also light a cigar for the guy. Or get close enough. There you go. Sorry, yeah. General. I'm not permitted to do that. <laughs> it's interesting because that, again, a sequence, exposition masquerading as dialogue where the kid clearly refers to him as General, defers to him, has some level of respect That's and admiration right. for the man, but also knows that he is not to be trusted on some level. That's correct. And then he goes, good kid, good. <laughs> and I love right, his next they, line. He yeah. says to him, you're an excellent soldier. Yeah. <laughs> what is that, a Rain Man comment? You're an excellent driver, you're an excellent soldier? I mean, I don't buttering know. Buttering him up. I, of course he's buttering him, him up. Him but, him but <laughs> Completely. Obviously, I know what he's doing here. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're an excellent soldier because you won't let me walk around the, the cabin. You know, the, the fastly seatbelt signs hasn't uh, been, been taken off yet. Good soldiers follow orders. That is true. That is true. And the guy shakes his head. And then Esperanza says to him, instead of freedom, give me a light. No, Bud Light. That reminds me of those commercials, you know. (laughs) Yes. Why did he have a cigar in his pocket? That seems unusual. Uh, He's a dictator. Don't all dictators have cigars in their pockets? All right. right. Yes. Good point. I stand corrected. Yeah. Could be. He probably has a few. <laughs> yeah, right. And and then, you know, the, the, the soldier stupidly gets up, walks over. Gets very close. Very and close to him. lights up the cigar. Literally in my notes, the next thing I have written down is, come on, man, have you never seen a movie? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he hasn't. Because, uh, you know, this isn't what you do. I don't I don't know what the theaters are like in Valverde. Maybe maybe they're just not a ton of movie theaters there. That could be too. I think you're right there. So the the, the actor who plays well, he's listed as a corporal. The excellent credit, soldier. Young corporal. Okay. His name is well, first of all, you can see the name on his shirt says Munoz. Munez? Okay. M U N 
M-U-N-O-Z. Okay, but uh, the actor's name is Julian Reyes, who looks very different today than he did back then. Well, um, we all do. That's true. But uh, he was born in uh, 1961 in the Bronx. <laughs> okay, he doesn't seem like the type of guy who he looked like he's a wow, he was in Point Break. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He played Alvarez. Wow, okay, interesting. And he has uh, 30, 30 movie credits, which ended in 2006. That was his uh, final IMDb credit from 2006. Mm, okay, uh, all I right. I don't know what's happened to him since then. They, they don't really have the, the only thing of this says that he has three brothers and one sister. You know, that, hmm. that's what we get from IMDb. And then he's 6'1". Okay, he does. He looks very tall sitting there. He looks tall. Yeah, and his real name is Nelson Reyes. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, born born in New York City. Mm -hmm. And so he, he gets close enough and pulls out a Zippo and lights up that cigar. <laughs> and Esperanza seems to be quite happy with that cigar. Yes. You know, he's glad that he's finally able to get, get a puff. <laughs> Just uh, you, you see a big smile on his face. And, and as we know, that big smile is not because he's able to puff on that cigar. It's because he had started to get this uh, young guy's trust. Started to put his plan into action. That's right. That's right. And he blows out smoke. And this, I love this transition shot right afterwards. Yeah. They show his watch. He looks down at his watch and you see yep. that, that it is a, you know, it's, it's a tag hewer watch, just like all the rest of the people, in, you know, the bad guys in this movie. They all have these type of watches, mm -hmm. which go back really, really far. It's a Swiss watch that the factory started making them in 1860. Wow. Yes. Obviously, not this particular version. <laughs> the one we see on here is the, it's probably much more modern. <laughs> yes. But yeah, they, they've been doing that for... Like I, I, I got like seven pages of history of these watches, but I, I don't That's think too I'm, much. No, 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 no. I'm not going to go into that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> the, the, do you know what the company's slogan was in 1991? No. It was, don't good. crack under pressure. Wow. Was that a problem at the time? A lot of watches just cracking? No, I think it has to do with the fact that they're waterproof. Oh, And that you can take okay. them down very, very deep. Nice. That, that that would be my guess as to why. why I like it. Don't. I like it. And we, we get to see on the watch what time it is. Mm -hmm. Did you notice mm -hmm. what time it is? I didn't know, but I know they have three and a half hours from this moment. That's right. It's 6.15. Six, <laughs> okay. Which means that the, the plane is supposed to show up at 9.45 approximately. Okay. Um, yeah. And as we're watching the the, the, the watch... You know, he covers the watch, and then we see that the watch is actually on uh, Stuart's hand. So, you know, the idea of the two of them having the same type of watch already gives us... And that they are synchronized. That is correct. They're more than just synchronized. <laughs> but what this also tells us is how long it's been since, you know, Cochran and Miller were sent on their mission. They were sent at 351. So it's already been two and a half hours since since that happened. And then John saw them. So John probably killed Cochran, let's say, 405, 410, maybe 415. That you know, clearly been, was not in full rigor mortis. That's right. It's only been two <laughs> hours. It hasn't even been four hours. There you go. That's true. But that, that's, you know, that's why we do this minute by minute to try and figure that's these right, things out. That's right. These are big, <laughs> uh, these are big questions that, that one asks. Yes. And you want to know. Inquiry minds want to know. You know, yes. how yeah. long have things been going on? 
<laughs> you know, and then the, the camera pans behind him and we, we actually get to see the, the room to mm-hmm. Stewarton. They're yeah, setting the up all of this making. equipment. I mean, it must be pretty easy to buy all this, uh, you know, <laughs> all this high level military grade uh, gadgets and setups and but satellites this is all for, and tracking. But this is all for, you know, to, to, to land planes and, and to take yeah. over the, the entire air traffic control. Yeah. You, you think this wouldn't be something you can easily get, you know, get on the black market or whatever. Well, I tell you, I like this shot because it, again, adds its story in a visual. I right. like it. I mean, I've always been thrown off by the fact that I, I always think that there are more bad guys than there really are. Yeah, yeah there's only, only there's only like a dozen of them or 10. There's either 10 mm-hmm. or 12, but it, they always yep. make it seem as if there's a lot more. I mean, there's there's a scene much well, later they're, on. Towards, they're very highly skilled. That's true. They're well-trained. That's true, because <laughs> they all know what to do. Yes. No, but, but towards the end of the movie, we'll actually see that there's even more people walking around, and it makes you think even more that 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 uh, you know there's a lot more people involved, but there really isn't. You know, but we'll we'll get there in in a few months from now. But yeah. you know, we I made a note of the score. The score again is very, and I literally wrote down it's very diehardy. Yes. It, it sounds you feel like a diehard movie because the score kicks in as you're seeing the crew set up their villainous stuff. Mm-hmm. That's right. Establishes the location. So again, if you had that map from overhead of where the airport and then this church, this this helps to establish where they are and what's happening. That's right. Even though it takes John John and Barnes a few more months to find it, figure it out. But yeah. Yeah. You know, we were able to figure it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but it's funny because we see the same characters. You know, we we keep seeing Miller doing other things. Like he doesn't have any big part in the rest of this movie. But we keep seeing him in small parts. Mm-hmm. You know, he had his his big mission was to go with Cochran and and be there when Cochran dies. You know, that, that's it. <laughs> and almost get his head blown off because of it, which we talked yes. about last week. I don't know what he did wrong. You know, how did he fail? <laughs> he he accomplished his mission. So how did he fail? But whatever. That's that's Colonel Stewart for you. The, you know, that vicious, <laughs> that vicious colonel. <laughs> Very, very. I was struck by how young William Sadler looks in this shot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's right. And, and then I love the way how they pan through the the rest of the church. You know, they, it goes up. Mm-hmm. We see all the wires. We see Garber. You know, uh, opening up something. Also, we see uh, satellite mm-hmm. uh, next to them. I mean, they really had to pack a lot of crap in there. You know, to <laughs> to to take over this. Yes. Uh, uh, to take over the control tower with the, the way Absolutely. that they do this. You know. And uh, all the gear. Yeah, we see them just, you know, taking care of everything. And, uh, you know, we, we, we can, if you count, there are five men inside the church who are doing things. Mm-hmm. There's one up in the Clark Tower. Uh, right. okay. no, well, sorry, five. Garber's still included in the five. You know, and then it, it pans up and we see on the outside, we see someone setting up, it could be Garber again, but we see someone setting up a satellite in the bell tower, you know, which is not the clock tower. Don't, mm-hmm. don't confuse that with uh, Back to the Future. This is not Hill Valley. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Save the clock tower. And then it pans down. We see the entrance of the church again and we, we see Baker just sitting there and he looks like he's actually sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Probably. His job is done. He made sure the cords are running in. Everything's plugged in. Now yes, but a nap. if Stuart were to catch him, he's in for a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, yes, I have yes. a feeling that he wouldn't be as forgiving 
of Baker sleeping on the job than Miller not accomplishing his mission. <laughs> or, sorry, accomplishing his mission but not bringing Cochran back with him. I think that that's what it comes down to, you know, but uh, I mean, the, this minute doesn't give us that many, that much new things, but it, 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 mm -hmm. it pounds in, you know, first of all, the professionalism of Stuart and his group, we can definitely mm -hmm. see that. Yep. Um, it, we also got at the beginning, you know, we see the, the beginnings of Esperanza trying to you know, outwit his captor. Yep. Okay. Yep. We'll, we'll find out later in the movie, you know, how that, that plays out for him because it, it does pan out, uh, you know, over the course of three and a half hours, I guess. <laughs> Even though we won't see it for three and a half hours, we get the abridged version. This is the Cliff Notes version of of uh, of, of FM One's flight. Yeah. Yes. That works too. So I I like the way that it establishes stuff. You know, it's it's funny when you do stuff minute by minute. You say sometimes that there are shorter minutes, but there aren't. It's just a question of there are less things to talk about in that minute. <laughs> the, it's still sixty <laughs> seconds. It doesn't. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. That that doesn't change. No, they they do a nice job of establishing, as as you like to say, you know, these, this is an exposition minute. You know, with, it, it gives is. us a lot of things. But visually, I I like visual exposition. I, I like when exposition is not traditional exposition dumps. When it's worked into a dialogue, an argument, a visual sequence. I I like creative exposition. Right. Okay, that makes sense. They're they're very creative here. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, Right. So, I mean, I, I, I would start talking about all the different uh, computers that they open up there, but I don't know anything about computers that you use in the control tower. So, uh, well, mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in a few weeks, I'll, I'll, I'll have, you know, have an aviator on who may, maybe will be able to tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the instrumentation and stuff like that. But uh, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to see how that is. So do you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the script? Um, no, that's everything in my... Nope, mention the score. <laughs> Come on, man, have you never seen a movie? <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's everything from my notes. Okay. <laughs> so as we started saying yesterday from the script, it says, by now we are on Esperanza. Looking mm -hmm. astonishingly carefree, he smiles at the young corporal guarding him, puffs on a cigar and casually examines the military chronometer on his handcuffed wrist. We push in on it. So you see, they just skip over the whole conversation here in the in the script. In the script, mm -hmm. it's That's just showing him yeah. already, you know, puffing on his cigar. And then it says we push in on it, and then it widens, and we see that it's that Stuart's uh, watch showing the exact same time. Now we see that the church is full of electronic equipment. In fact, it looks very much like a mini version of an airport control tower, complete with radar screens and a big glass board to mark positions on. Camera follows a man with a pizza-sized radar dish as he crosses the room, a crony unrolling wire behind him. Crane up as the man climbs into the steeple, up, 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 until he's in the belfry, where a pre-rigged tripod waits for the dish. As he clamps it into place, we see the yard behind the church and the sparkle of welding tools. Someone is making connections to a now open conduit box and underground cables. So. You know, that makes sense why they would be using a church so they can have the height to get the uh, satellite up there. Um, well, I think they did just because it was the closest to the conduit, but. Sure, but that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it could be either. That, that, that's also a possibility. <laughs> That's definitely a possibility. So every Friday, I have a segment this season, which is called, where are they up to this weekend? 
And up until now, mm. you know, all four of my guests were movies by men hosts. So I, I knew what movies to mm-hmm. choose to talk about uh, with them. And so I, I asked Jeanette and any of my future guests have the same thing if they're not an MXMer, they, I will ask them for the, their top three movies and I will pick uh, some of those movies. And the idea is, okay, we have now finished minute 25 of this movie. So now, mm-hmm. based on your knowledge and based on your uh, memory. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the question is this, this is already already trouble <laughs> <laughs> the question is okay so so Jeanette told me three of her favorite movies and I'm only going to talk about two of them one of them is Captain America Winter Soldier so the question is what is happening in the transition between week five and six if you were to do it minute by minute of Captain America the Winter Soldier like what happens at the 25 minute mark any That's guess a really good question can I guess? Let me think. Think we're probably maybe in the sequence where Steve has finished his initial um, run out on the Lumerian star and has come back to base and has maybe just met Robert Redford for the first time and is now headed back to his apartment and flirting with what's her name across the hall and talking about laundry. How about that? Mm, yes or no? No, that, that's a lot <laughs> before this. When they're, they're... Yeah, it feels like the, the opening sequence takes a lot longer than it does in that movie. So maybe I'm like, so, uh, oh, so maybe uh, Nick Fury has already been at, oh, maybe we're in the Nick Fury action chase sequence on the street. No, nope, that's next week. So you're very yeah. close. So, so what happens this week is the conversation between Nick Fury and, and, Robert. and Robert Redford. Where Robert Redford basically reminds him, you know, that what Nick Fury needs to do. And then he says, don't forget that I want Iron Man to show up at my niece's birthday party. That's right. And then the the following scene after that is is where Captain America. The beginning of one of the best. No, not yet. Not yet. First, he he goes. Oh, he goes and and Rogers meets up with. Uh, Agent 13. No, 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 no. He, He shows up. He shows up at the rehab center. Or, sorry, not the rehab center. Oh, yes. And he goes to meet uh, Sam and uh, right. Sam's help group and how Sam is trying to help soldiers who have returned With PTSD. in order to re yeah, reacclimate sure. to everyday life. That's right. And he calls him the running man. You know. <laughs> yeah. Look at his, the running man. That's right. And right after the scene is, you know, Nick Fury on the street, which <laughs> which is definitely the best scene in this entire movie. Streets it's a great movie. Yeah. Streets of Fury. Cool. That, that, that's a great title. We actually should call it that. Hmm. I haven't even thought about that one. <laughs> all right. And all right. And the second movie that uh, Jeanette told me is one of her favorite movies is The Empire Strikes Back. So what do you think is happening in The Empire Strikes Back between or around the 25-minute uh, mark? Well, I – and it's tough, right, because – And I do have two versions here. I have the special edition and the regular edition. So, you know, it gives you a little bit of leeway. <laughs> yeah, thinking about the special edition, I know there's a little bit of stuff in the Wampa Cave, so that could push where where we are. So I'm going to guess we're mid-invasion, that the walkers have landed, that the rebels are out there, have noticed the walkers approaching, but we're still fairly early. We have not yet reached the point where the Imperials have entered the rebel base. Correct. Yay! In the special edition, it's when they they get the first uh, transport out. Okay. You know, the first they they, they haven't you know they they they're looking around and they haven't seen the the walkers yet. You okay. Know, and okay. they you know you have General Raikin. They they shoot iron cannon. Yes. In order to you the know iron hit. cannon will fire several shots to That's clear right. your path. 
That's right. We're, we're the, you know, we, we have the Imperial officer saying our first catch of the day. Okay. Yes. So that's what happens. That's right. That's what happens. In this before or after, uh, what's his name? He calls Vader to tell him, like, this is what happened to you. <laughs> Sam is as clumsy as he is stupid. <laughs> I love <Right>. that line. <laughs> and uh, in the, the original version, what I have here, it's it's pretty close. Okay. okay. You know, it, it, yeah, what they added was not much. Yeah. So the, the original version, basically, you know, we, we, we have them, once again, getting ready to shoot the Iron Cannon. So it's it, again, it's a difference of just a few seconds. Obviously, you know, it's a it's a big difference with the uh, special effects. Special effects are very different between these two mm-hmm. versions. But we we see all the the rebels right raising up their hands, saying "Yay!" The first transport is away. Yay! That's right. That's right. <laughs> only only twenty six more to go. You know. <laughs> and then Luke right. Luke meets uh, Dak, and yes. the two of them start uh, talking. I'm I'm ready to take on the whole empire myself. Yeah. yeah, strong enough to pull the ears off a of Gundark. Oh, no, that's what... Uh... No. That, <laughs> yeah, that's no, earlier in the scene. Yeah, Dak just feels like he's strong enough to take on the whole Empire by himself. That's right. Probably not a good idea, Dak. Uh, no, probably not. Because uh, I, I don't think it's going to work for you. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't, doesn't know what happens. Don't get to Dak. That's right. <laughs> Dak? Who's Dak? <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> right, nice. That's fun. I like that. I was yeah. pretty close on both of those. Yes, yes, you were very close, very close. And just for anyone who's who's interested, uh, Jeanette's third movie that she chose that I decided not to to look up was uh, Labyrinth. So I, I have no idea what Labyrinth is happening at this point. I didn't check, so you can say whatever I'm you want. Guess and you're you're probably just starting the adventure. Maybe she's approaching the gates to the labyrinth and has just encountered Hoggle that's we're gonna guess that and since you didn't look it up we're gonna assume i'm correct that's right of course Jeanette's always correct <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else you want to say about uh, this movie no i covered everything in my notes i really like this movie i think it's a strong sequel to it which is tough because the original Die Hard is like i said near flawless um, but this one is good i really like it it's super fun it's got enough layers to the bad guys you know building as it goes through and John McClane does again feel overwhelmed, but uh, yeah, keeps you entertained. Maybe runs a little long, but uh, I like it. I like it. All right, cool. Um, so you want to once again for the final time this week and the final time this season, since as far as I know, you're not coming back in this season, but maybe you will. There are always surprises every so often. <laughs> but uh, would you like to tell people where they can find uh, Jeanette Ward? Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, find me out there on your social medias. I'm on the Facebooks and Instagrams and Twitters, uh, Instagram at j.y.ward. Um, and then you can find my Facebook and my Twitter from that. So you can find my movie reviews at jwardadventures.blogspot.com. Um, and then if you want to check out my belly dance troupe and see where we're at and what we're up to, you can check out our website as tamarindbellydance.com. All right, great. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Move Around Minute. You can find me on my website, movearoundminute.com. Find me on Facebook, and you can find me on Twitter. So, Jeanette, thank you very much for joining me this week. I, I had a, a really fun time. I hope you did, too. Yes, hope you thanks enjoyed for yourself. having me. Always a blast, yes. But not now. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay! Yeah. And so I will be back on Monday with new guests. But until then, everyone have a great weekend. And until Monday, yippee Yeah, yippee quietly. If you're fond of sand dunes and salty air, 
quaint little